Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. No jokes, no pranks, just good old-fashioned dummies. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing great. We are also joined by our good friend, writer, performer, filmmaker, songwriter, Greg Smith is here. Hello, thank you for having me. Greg, thank you so much for, for being here. I was about to say for having me. <laughs> you know, uh, the, at this point, I'm such an old hat. I'm such a regular that the boundaries true. Of, of host and guest are, are collapsed. Oh, we're all, we're all one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my podcast now. Oh, no. And we're going to talk about Sony. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Greg, do you have that PlayStation 5? I do have that PlayStation 5. Ooh, how's that PlayStation 5 life? Oh, wow. What a treat. What a dream. <laughs> and it's, I had a PS4 for a minute. I sold it around, I want to say like 2017. So I'm kind of diving back hard into that world of video gaming. And ooh, ooh, what a joy. So does that mean that you are exploring those like, uh, oh, what are they called? There's like a whole series of games that they uh, released for PlayStation 5 that are PlayStation 4 games that are like, if you missed out, you get to play these games for free. Yeah, they, they did a whole, there's like 20 you can get for free if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber. I did yeah. I did grab a good amount of them. I would say of those, I'm kind of really enjoying God of War the most. Uh, we were talking about God of War on this podcast uh, just a couple weeks ago. You cheaters. That's not I Nintendo. Know. You I cheaters. Know. <laughs> I know, yeah. We were asked, a listener asked, um... Uh, speaking of cheaters, uh, my copy of Sonic Forces, would you, the listener, like to borrow it? Uh, you can if you want to. All you got to do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. At gmail.com. And, <laughs> and uh, give us a mailing address where we can send you my copy of Sonic Forces. You play it for as long as you want. You send it back. The postage has been paid. You don't have to worry about anything here. Correct. And you have to worry about one thing. Maybe you accidentally get my copy of Untitled Goose Game. Uh, there are two versions of my Sonic Forces floating around out there. One of them is actually Untitled Goose Game. So look out. There's nothing you can do to control it. It's just a matter of goose may happen to you. Um, so that, that's the one thing. Other thing is April is Kid Icarus Month. So we are going to be playing all three Kid Icarus games through the course of April. On April 8th, we will be playing the original Kid Icarus um, for the NES. I'm recommending picking up the 3D Classics version on the 3DS if you, you know, all things being equal. Um, it fixes some of, like, some jump issues, and it's just a, a prettier game. Um, but it's also available on the NES Switch Online if you don't want to spend extra money on it. Um, April 15th, we are playing Kid Icarus of Myth Myths and Monsters for the Game Boy. And then on April 22nd, we are playing Kid Icarus uprising for the 3ds so play along and listen along and uh mark is nodding along because he's having a good time playing kid icarus yeah i can't wait to talk about it it's gonna be good are you you a big uh kid icarus guy greg i don't think i've played a single one i think i only know pit through like super smash brothers 
super common experience, something we're trying to rectify uh, yeah. with our Kid Icarus Month. Is it like a side um, side scroller combat kind of thing? Yeah, the the first two are like side scrolling, uh, like they're kind of a mix between like action games, like interspersed with like a kind of Metroidvania dungeon exploration. It's they're they're weird they're weird games and they're too challenging for their own good, but um, <laughs> they they they're not bad, and and we will talk about them for the rest of the month. Hell yeah, heck yeah. Um, but in the meantime, let us get into our topic at hand. Let's discuss some grade-A Nintendo idiots. So first thing is I just wanted to instead <laughs> Greg uh, playing the uh, theme music uh, in, in the air, in the piano in the air. I love it. Um, first thing is I just wanted to set the record straight. Now I know that saying that we're going to talk about Nintendo idiots and bringing a guest on implies that we think the guest is an idiot. Not so. No, I, <laughs> I don't just... think that's. I don't think okay. that's true Ooh. at all. Let me just. Uh, let me just go get a snack. Huh? What's this? What's this banana peel on the? Whoa! <laughs> um, I I told I told Sarah that we were having you on to talk about idiots, and uh, she she was like, "What are you saying about Greg?" And I was like, "Wow, jeez." <laughs> I, I never would have, I did not even jump to that implication. <laughs> but maybe that makes me an idiot. Who knows? No, it makes you a sweet boy. And we're oh. all sweet boys here. So uh, what, what, what we're doing now is uh, we are uh, putting off doing like an April Fool's Day episode of the show. Because it's April Fool's Day as you're listening to this. And like, I don't, I don't know about you guys. I don't like pranks. I don't like practical jokes. Uh, I think they're mean. I don't want to do them. I don't want to do them on this show. <laughs> um, but instead, we're going to talk about fools from our favorite Nintendo games. That's right. And I actually, I found this more challenging than I thought it was going to be. I don't know about you guys. Hmm. Yeah, I, I had a tough time with it, too. I, I think there is something to video game characters that there's like a a level of like agency or like cleverness about just about all of them. like. If, if there's a character in a game that's, like, purely an idiot, it's almost like, what are they doing there, right? Yeah, it does, it does kind of make you, you sort of have to semantically tackle with what an idiot even means. <laughs> right. Yeah. True. I yeah. sort of, like, I tried to categorize mine almost based on, like, specific definitions of idiots. <laughs> yes, there's, I, I, there was, there's a specific category of idiot um, that I will bring up when uh, we get to him. That I, I, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm missing this kind of idiot. Mm. Um, and then I, and then I filled it, and I was like, that's perfect. We could maybe even do a whole episode of this kind of idiot. Um, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Um, who would like to go first? I think Greg should go first. Wow, very good. The guest goes first. Okay, okay, okay. I want to start off. I want to come in hot. And yeah. when I say hot, I mean literally, because I believe that this video game character from Nintendo franchises is about as classic an archetype of the himbo persuasion mm, very good. as we have. And for those who don't know, a himbo, which is kind of a portmanteau of like him and bimbo, himbo, I saw it defined very clearly earlier today. It's somebody who's hunky, buff, and stupid. Yes. And when I think of somebody who's hunky, buff, and stupid, I think of my man Donkey Kong. Ooh. 
I think Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. I actually forgot one very important. Hunky, stupid, and nice yes. to be a himbo. Himbos are inherently kind people. Donkey Kong being buff, yeah, look at the guy. He's jacked. <laughs> yeah. That ties, huge. you know. The, his shoulders are out of control, yeah. especially when you compare them to his waist. Yeah. What's going on there? Oof. Our hourglass baby. The, <laughs> and on top, oof. So he's jacked, no doubt about it. Is he stupid? I, this one I might be putting a little bit of a personality on him. I do think he has kind of a, especially in later depictions, like in the Tropical Freeze game mm-hmm. and in like Mario versus Rabbits, the DLC, he has kind of like a bumbling, I rush before I think kind of quality to him. But he's so kind. He wants to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. There are people around him constantly trying to rein him in. All he knows is to smash things and be jacked and be sweet. He's a classic himbo. I love him. Donkey Kong. The Donkey Kong was one that floated through my brain, too. Um, and I wrestled with the same question of, is he stupid? Because mm-hmm. um, like, in, uh, on some level, it's like, is it fair to hold an animal up to human <laughs> intelligence standards? <laughs> And he, if we're, he walks the line. He walk, he walks the line. He's not anthropomorphic in the way that like, you know, Diddy Kong or like a, a lot of the other uh Donkey Kong characters are. Um but like if if we're to say he's an animal, an animal, he's a gorilla, right? Or whatever he is. <laughs> and and he wears a tie. Yeah. Like he ties that tie. Well, we well, don't know. We don't know. Because, like, Diddy could tie it for him and then just yep. leave it loose. And then Donkey just, like, That's put true. It, puts it on on the way out. Pat, uh, guys, I, I also considered Donkey Kong and struggled with this one as well. And, but I think I agree with Greg that there yeah. is something about him that is just a little bit not collected, a little bit not together. And, look, I don't want to victim shame in any way. But at the beginning of Donkey Kong Country, when he's, like, missing his bananas... There's something about it that you're like, but I feel like it's your fault a little bit. <laughs> well, I mean, not only is it his, maybe his fault a little bit, it's guarded by a sign, right? <laughs> it just says, like, do not steal, or I don't, I don't even know. Does it just say bananas on it? Who knows? Um, but there's, there's something where it's like, what, what are you doing hoarding bananas? They're mm-hmm. bananas. They go bad. Yeah. They are bananas. They go bad. I just feel like he is surrounded by people. He's almost like uh, George W. Bush, let's say. Okay, yeah, Mm -hmm. sure. He's like the kind of he's like the kind of character you want to just like sit down, have a beer with. He'll make you laugh. He'll watch (laughs) the game with you. But if you want him to like focus on anything and do anything, yeah, he's got to have a console of Diddy, Dixie, Funky, Cranky to like just. We need you to go in this direction and smash that. Or he's, Cranky being he's, the Dick Cheney here, yeah. Yeah, and Cranky did use that power for bad. It's yeah, true. he sure did. I mean, he really stretched the definition of what that seat, you know, what power yeah. he can actually wield there. Did you um, see Adam McKay's Kong? I, <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I feel like uh, Christian Bale is a, a, a weird choice for Cranky yeah. Kong, but like, you know, he pulls it off. Yeah, the makeup helps. The makeup helps. Yeah. Um, Greg, I love, I love, uh, starting with himbo because that is a- exactly the category that I was referring to, um, a-, a kind of idiot that I needed, uh, uh, in, in my lineup of idiots here. Um, and so I submit, uh, 
for uh, Himbo, um, Raphael from Fire Emblem Three Houses. Now, mm. Raphael is a, a member of the uh, Golden Deer. Um, he is the absolutely enormous, uh, like just jacked five ways from Sunday uh, dude who he's so big that his shirt will never fit. It's always like straining against the buttons of his shirt. Uh, and he is such a kind, uh, giving and generous character. Um, his his backstory is like his his parents were killed in you know some kind of like military action, um, and uh, it was uh, it happened like under the command of um, one of his housemates' parents. Uh, so uh, it's uh, Ignatz, uh, Ignatz, I believe is uh, the, the the kid's name, and he is like immediately forgiving, like of this kid, holds like no ill will against him, um, and he's he's a little bit of a food monster, right? Like he loves to eat. Um, but he won't take Ignatz's food because he knows if Ignatz doesn't eat enough that like he gets kind of like weak and it's just like the sweetest. He's such a sweet boy and so dumb and always complains about how hard classes are and stuff. Um, but I just love him to death. He's one of my favorites in that game. <laughs> yeah, he's great. I, uh, I did the blue lion house when I played, but Raphael was one of the characters from other houses that I actively worked really hard to recruit because I'm like, yeah. yes, I'm happy with the blue lions, but I got to get this guy on my squad. He seems He's just, yeah, I've, I've not played fire emblem three houses, but just looking at him, I just, you know, for the listeners, if you have the ability to look him up, look up how these shirt buttons are, are popping. It's really satisfying. It's really, it's, yeah. and he, he does, I would want to be around this person, you know? He has yeah. a very inviting, warm kind of energy to him. Yeah, and, and like, the that, like, affability is, mm -hmm. like, a, a huge part. Like, he may even be, he's kinder than he is stupid, but, man, is he stupid. Mm. Like, we, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't lose hold of the fact that, like, he is a poor student, but, like, he's going to show up every day and, like, give it his all and, like, get C's and, uh, you know, just, Pat, barely pass he's gonna be great good for him i bear no ill will toward that <laughs> neither do and look i don't know that we have to bear ill will towards any of these idiots <laughs> no we should we should each have one we'll decide at the end which idiot <laughs> very good we bear right. ill will toward mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well okay well guys i also have my my list is i guess like evenly split between himbos and non-himbos but my first one is a himbo <laughs> And because uh, it's just like a, a lovable category of Nintendo characters. And uh, so I was definitely uh, like, I thought about Donkey Kong and in the Donkey Kong franchise, I think there's a number of great himbos. I think, Greg, Donkey Kong, as you mentioned, for me, the Donkey Kong himbo is uh, Chunky Kong. Interesting. Wait, now Ch Chunky's a child, right? <laughs> I don't. I don't believe. Please so. be calling a child an idiot. Please. <laughs> Look, he, Please. he might be. He might be. Like, I, I guess I don't know the age of Chunky Kong. But let me let me read to you his bio from um. Please. From Donkey Kong sixty four. So he's big. He's bad. He plays the triangle. Mm -hmm. Chunky is something <laughs> of a primitive paradox. Brutal when the situation demands it, yet almost meek at other times. He's also not the sharpest knife in the drawer. 
so he'll need all the help you can give him. If there's heavy lifting to be done, however, Chunky is the monkey to see. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that reads as an idiot. I, I, I think you're right. And I, I'm looking at, like, uh, a Donkey Kong wiki. His language, the way he speaks, is in kind of George of the Jungle talk. Me wait, <laughs> me wait in tag barrel until you need help, that kind of stuff. <laughs> He's definitely coded to be an idiot. He is. Yeah. Also, I, I guess, uh, uh, and I'm also looking on the, uh, the Donkey Kong wiki, um, and it says that he's the older brother of Kitty Kong. Um, so maybe that's, maybe that's my assumption. Because Kitty Kong, obviously a child, arguably a baby. Um, but he is the older brother. So it, it, his age is unclear. Right. <laughs> and look, guys, if, if it turns out that I am, in fact, calling a child an idiot, I'm okay by, with that. Yeah. I stand by it. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry to say, some children are not that smart. And potentially, Chunky Kong is one of those children. <laughs> Here's, I, I agree with you. <laughs> I think it is fair to say that some children, nay, most children are idiots. However, <laughs> the part where I, that rubs me a little bit the wrong way is implying that any child is a himbo for whatever reason that <laughs> crosses a line. Prove me wrong, Chunky Kong. Prove <laughs> me wrong. Um, I believe Chunky is also the last of the um, characters that you are able to recruit in Donkey Kong 64. Um, which means that he is the character that I end up playing as the least because I can never hang with that mm-hmm. game long enough to like get anywhere with him specifically. It's a but hard to me... control game. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you guys a question because this is where I struggled is between Chunky Kong and Funky Kong where we um, fall on like which one is the bigger idiot. I don't see Funky Kong as an idiot. Yeah, that's where I landed too. He, yeah, I mean, he's got like that kind of like, "What's up, man, surfer bro" kind of energy, but but it's like it's like surfer expert energy, yeah. right? Like he knows what he's. First of all, he runs an airline, no small feat True. for uh, a monkey. Um, so a that b uh, in Donkey Kong Country three, he's like repairing your fan boat and stuff. Um, and I just like he has the. Yes, he's like a little bit rough around the edges, but I don't think that comes from a place of stupidity. I think it comes from experience. Mm-hmm. I think he's just been around the world too long to not, you know, have some weird affectations. Yeah. And yet he I'm, doesn't, he's not jaded by it. He's still so funky. No, he's so cool. Are there other candidates? Because this is another, uh, and may, maybe we have other Donkey Kong uh, or Donkey Kong Country characters um, on our lists. Um, but, uh, Mark, you kind of opened the, the gates on this. Are there other Donkey Kong characters that people considered that aren't on your lists? What's the, um, there's like a crocodile with Ray-Bans who's also yeah. kind of jacked. They, well, there's like the super jacked ones that are like wearing the, like the muscle tanks. Yeah. Um, that like when you hit them, they're like, ooh. Yes. They strike yeah. me as like beach bully idiots. Yeah. Like they're yeah. dumb. They'll kick sand in your face. They, totally. You'll try to knock down in, your sandcastle. They'll knock down your sandcastle. You'll try to insult them. They won't get it. No. They seem like classic middle school bully idiots to me. Yeah. Yeah, that, that tracks. I think that there's also uh, there's a beaver who's a boss in the Donkey Kong, uh, in yeah, the yeah, first yeah. Donkey Kong country. He's got a, he, it's only one, one piece of evidence of idiocy, 
is when you hit him, he like turns to the camera and laughs, and it's that like ooh laugh, <laughs> um, which reads as idiot to me. Yes, it does. I feel like the Kong that I don't know enough about, so I hesitate to call him an idiot, is Lanky Kong. Mm, okay. Yeah, Plays a there, trombone. There is something about him. Yeah, there is something. He uh, he wears overalls, right? He wears like, like yeah, he real does. clothes. Yeah, okay. He's got overalls. He's got a shirt that doesn't fit, which to me does read idiot. It's tough for a monkey, though. Like, where does a monkey get clothes that fit? Yeah, that's a good point. Donkey Kong, you know what? Donkey Kong maybe was the smartest one. He was just like, the tie, that's it. <laughs> the tie, it's got my initials on it. That's yeah. all I need. Um, okay, well, th- thank you for uh, entertaining the uh, other idiots in Donkey Kong Country. Greg, I believe that brings us back to the top of the rotation yes. for your second idiot. Let's, uh, let's take a journey to a little franchise called Pokemon. <laughs> um, so this idiot is the kind of idiot that, like, you feel bad at yourself for finding them so annoying. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You look at them and you're like, God, I hate you. Oh, I'm a bad person. Uh, and this is a Pokemon by the name of Mr. Mime. <laughs> oh, Mr. Mime. Oh, yeah. That's Oof. a good one. Ooh, he's tough. He's a tough hang. He is, because he can't turn it off. No. And he's so, like, smiley, and he's so open, and he's so eager. Mr. Mime! He's so eager to do his <laughs> dumb mime stuff. And in the anime series, which I don't know if we're counting as, like, Nintendo canon, he, like, does house cleaning and stuff, <laughs> and he's bad at it, and he gets into, like, Dick Van Dyke-esque slapstick. And if I lived with that, I would get so mad that would be so irritating and then i'd be like he's just trying his best i can't (sighs) what an idiot but with mr mime it's tough because it's like it's so close to being a human being and that you feel as though you have to treat it like a human being but it's a pokemon it's like a monster machine whatever it's a pocket monster um and like can we apply? Like, I, I think you're absolutely right. This thing is an idiot. I think there are kind of a lot of Pokemon idiots. Yeah. Uh, I, I was going to mention the the Psyduck, uh, who is an idiot, but I think he's got like psychic trauma that's causing that. Yes. Psyduck yeah. was also under consideration for me, but he seems more neurotic, anxious than like Great point. idiot. Yeah. He's more of an Albert Brooks than a William Hurt in broadcast news. One hundred percent. He's still making bad decisions, but it's out of panic. Yes, and not out of and not out of uh, stupidity. Yes, exactly. Mister oh, Mime yeah. is like uh, is like I don't know Jim Carrey in Liar Liar or like <laughs> Mister Bean. He's like kind of funny, but yeah, uh, oof. It t- tough energy in real life, right? Like just tough yeah. energy to be around in real life. And, you know, we, we all hang out with funny people, with comedians, right? And uh, they're almost always reaches a point where you're like, okay, I wish you had the emotional intelligence to yes. turn off the bit machine. Mm-hmm. And yes. just like, mm-hmm. that we could just talk. Like, and you know that Mr. Mime is never going to get there. Yeah. It, but like, to, to Greg's point, kind of the tragedy of Mr. Mime is that it's his nature. Like, he doesn't have the ability to turn it off. Yeah. And I guess this yeah. does 
kind of again it's a, the donkey kong walking the line of like should yeah. i call a pocket monster that i keep and use as like my battle slave and idiots <laughs> should i kick mr mime when he's down i don't know well i mean you know okay the way i you can think about it one way to think about it is that as a pocket monster mr mime is kind of like a dog and dogs are great <laughs> and they're very lovable and they're smart in their own way but we love calling dogs idiots because you know they're yeah, goofy and they're fun. doing their own thing now i uh, i think because Mr. Mime, it's almost like because Mr. Mime is close to being helpful, right? He like tries to do housework and yeah. all that kind of stuff, but fails. It's almost worse yeah. because he's like right on the cusp. Whereas like a yeah, dog, right. there's no expectation they're going to answer the phone or write thank you notes, you know? <laughs> exactly. Mr. Mime, if he just stayed in his lane, right? Just needs to stay in his lane. Exactly the phrase I was going to use. Yes. And I'm glad you brought up the thank you note thing. I got him booked on this clown gig at the uh, <laughs> Dynasty typewriter. He hasn't written me a thank you note back. It's very, um, very frustrating. I mean, try not to think of that as rude and just try to think of it as he's flighty and, you know. Yeah, but at is. a certain point, when is it like, when is yes. it he's being a bad friend to me and what does it turn into I'm being a bad friend to myself? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. I mean, and you got to watch out for yourself because, you know, Mr. Mime's not looking out for no, you. No, he's so. not. But it's difficult because you're like, well, I am friends with him. So, like, at what point, like, do you just cut off Mr. Mime, right? Or are you just like, well, that's, that's like, the bargain I'm making when I'm friends with him is just, like, I know that he's not going to be thankful or, like, he's not going to reciprocate. Well, and what's, what's the alternative? The alternative is, like, you, like make yourself put up with it you become resentful of mr yeah Mime, i don't want to resent slowly mr. drift apart like no yeah. like it's better just to like cut it off and be like you're, you're free mr mime go find uh other mimes to mr around with you're right you're right i'm gonna i'll i'm gonna text him later you're right okay <laughs> all right um i'm also going to uh well so this this isn't an, an idiot that i actually feel bad about i it's a, it's a character who uh, has become uh, more of an idiot in recent iterations, and it saddens me mm. um, that he's become an idiot. Because uh, I don't think in his original incarnation that he was. I think uh, there are you know, extenuating circumstances that made him behave the way he did, and that's either been retconned or I don't know what, into just being a big dummy. And I'm referring to Blanca from the Street Fighter series. Oh, so not technically Nintendo, but you know I played a lot of Street Fighter Two on Super Nintendo, uh, on Super Nintendo, just a ton of it. Um, and you know back in those days and in like Street Fighter Alpha Three, he is you know a a lost child in the uh, in the Brazilian rainforest who has you know found his way back to civilization, uh, and so is rough around the edges. Is you know a a, a brutal warrior, um, but like. Anything that you could ascribe to him as stupid is not, you know, like, it's just he hasn't learned, he hasn't, like, acclimated to being among other humans. He spent his whole life in the wilderness, separated from his mother. Like, it's, it, maybe, maybe he was an idiot then, but I feel like it's totally understandable, right? It's kind of a, I've never really heard that deep of his origin story. It's almost like Nell a little bit. It is a little bit like Nell. Um, and like Nell is very sad, and you don't feel good calling Nell an idiot. No, I would, I would not do that. <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> um, and in Street Fighters 4 and 5, which are the games that take place like 
chronologically immediately after um, Street Fighter 2. Street Fighter 3 takes place like way in the future. Mm. Um, but in Street Fighters 4 and 5, he becomes something way dumber. Like he, he ends up being friends with uh, Sakura and Dan, um, and he's a good friend, but like is just constantly messing stuff up. Um, never has a gauge of his own strength, so he's frequently like ruining things. Um, and in Street Fighter 4, the uh, person who voices him basically voices him like Kevin from The Office. Yeah. Like, he sounds like Kevin from The Office, which feels less primitive and more just straight dumb, right? Yeah. Um, and there, there's a beat in uh, Street Fighter 5 where he is creating... Um, little action figures of himself, little stuffed animals of of Blanca to to, to sell, um, and he gets like one deal to sell them to an arcade in Japan that they have in like those claw machines, uh, and he hangs out at that arcade and watches people play this claw machine, uh, and when they get upset that they got like the the Blanca toy, he like goes and wrecks the machine. Aww. So it's just like I just feel like they wrote him down. They just kept writing him down yeah. i don't like what blanca has become so uh not to put a label on everything but like is blanca a himbo now I, I yeah i mean kind of i think they've sort of written him into himbo territory but the, the way you're describing him he doesn't seem to be nice he seems to be kind of like angry yeah. in his sort mm. of primacy yeah i mean he's good to his friends to uh. sakura and, and dan but Making oh, making a doll of yourself is himbo behavior. Punching yeah. the machine when nobody buys it is not. Yeah, no, that's true. Not. That's true. Have you guys have you guys seen the the Blanca doll? Because it it is also a like an alternate costume for Blanca. It's a really crappy looking doll, oh. <laughs> which is almost more endearing. Oh, I've just looked it up. It is. Uh, it's actually really cute. Yeah, it's got like big googly eyes on it. So um, what is is there like? Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Is there like a Street Fighter writer's room? Is it like <laughs> they were sitting around and they were like, what do we do with Blanca? We kind of need a comedic foil. The actor won't like it, but I guess let's do this, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so tough because like Street Fighter V didn't launch with individual character story modes. It also didn't launch with Blanca. He came in like the third or fourth wave of, of DLC characters. Um, but like the... And all the most fighting games have just absolutely bananas uh, stories, right? Um, but when you get down to the individual character stories in Street Fighter, they just go like absolutely off the rails. There's a a character in Street Fighter Five named Axel who's like eight feet tall and thinks he's a truck. Good. <laughs> no nuts. Good. And like that's his story. His story is he runs into people and is like. And they're like, "What's going on?" And he's like, "Honk honk," and then they fight. But see, okay, I mean, that's the perfect. Ex- <laughs> Axel is such a great example because, like, on the one hand, I'm immediately like, "Wow, Axel is an idiot." But then you, like, you kind of feel bad because it's like, well, clearly he's like so stupid that, yeah. like, like, like pointing out how stupid he is <laughs> is. Like, it feels I can't like punching down. a bad person. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. I can't let you guys team. I've learned about him three seconds ago, and he's my favorite person now. <laughs> Axel is the smartest of us all. He is the purest, most committed. He is a truck. I'm not even going to say he thinks he is. He is a truck. <laughs> yeah. 
but not 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 my idiot. My idiot is is, is Blanca. Mm-hmm. Well, I also my next one is one that like I don't want to say that I feel bad about because I don't like I truly think this character is an idiot, but I feel like they're more hapless than like anything, and that is Toad um, from the Mario yeah, strong series. Pick. Like, I think the best thing you can say for Toad, and I really believe this, is that, like, he's a Toad of action when he is called upon to be. Like, in Super Mario Brothers 2, like, when you play as him, like, uh, um, he will do what has to be done. But I think, like, outside of when he's a playable character, like, Toad is just kind of, like, a mess. Like, not helpful at all. If he's not being kidnapped, he's just, like, panicking all the time. And it's just, like dude, calm down. Like, if you're, like, either either help or just, like, get out of the way. Yeah. Like, you just, like, complaining or crying or, like, being scared is not helping the situation. Even when he's Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, he's, like, out of his element. He's panicked. <laughs> yeah! Yahoo! It's, like, the weird noise he makes. Yeah. I would not trust that captain. The thing... So... When if we're talking Captain Toad, I think that's where I push back a little bit. I think he is still dumb, but he's so afraid of everything and perseveres anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's there's something very admirable about, and I dare not call it bravery because like it is not. Um, but like it's it's still it's still admirable. Branching out to just like Toad in general, I think that that's an unqualified. Yeah, he's an idiot. How do we feel about Toadette? I don't think of Toadette as an idiot. Yeah, I don't think of Toadette as an idiot either. I'm not sure why. She seems more stable somehow. Yeah. And for some reason, I feel this way about Dixie Kong a little bit too. I think like the pigtails are coded to me as like, oh, she's clever. Yeah, 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 yeah. grounded. You know, one thing I think that in my mind is... um. You know, like, uh, canonically, toads as a species, they choose their own gender. And I think, or how, how they want to present. I didn't know and that. I yeah. think, and I think, like, Toadette, like, choose, like making the choice to present, like, uh, female and different from the other toads, to me is like, no, that's, like, a special, like, that is a toad that thinks for itself. Right. Do you think toad... I don't know. How do I, how do I want to say this? Are are toads attracted to other toads? Great question. Are they are they asexual? I don't. I think they 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 must be. It's none of my business. They must be asexual, right? (laughs) (laughs) There, I would. Well, and I guess it's maybe just not in a way that we can perceive. But they're never coded in a way of like trying to seduce other toads or like. I, you don't see them like dressing sexy for each other or anything like that. <laughs> but I, but I think Patrick, also you're using your perception and like absolutely your, like human absolutely. perception of what like right. sexy is. And so for, as far as we know, like I mean, it could be that the toads are incredibly horny and are always like showing off right. for each other, and we just are completely oblivious. Yeah. Just like I would be oblivious, you know, if like fish were attracted to each other. It's a really good point. But I mean, to to the point of fish, are fish attracted to each other, or are they just attracted to fertilizing eggs that are on? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, that's also a good point. I do know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. 
Um, yeah, I feel like there's only like a few species besides humans that are just like quote unquote horny for each other, right? <laughs> like yeah. do- dolphins, yeah, that's right. some monkeys, right? Yeah, bonobos. Yeah. <laughs> that we're saying have have sex for for pleasure. Just for pleasure, not for fertilization. Yeah. Yeah. When toads we... have sex, it's to get pregnant. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> no right. No other reason. Well, there okay, we have to imagine that that toads are fungal in some capacity, right? Sure. So they must like release spores and reproduce that way. Okay, good. Good. We're all <laughs> we're all quietly nodding in agreement, trying to decide how dirty we want to get on this podcast. No, I'm just picturing it. Just picturing it. Yeah. Um, that's good though. I, I think I think uh toad is a good pick for idiot. And I, I like the I like the way that he is presented in Super Mario Brothers 2 and Super Mario 3D World as like a representation of that because he's the fastest. Um and so he is, you know, barreling into every situation sort of haphazardly, uh, especially in uh, Super Mario 3D World as it is on the Switch where everyone runs a little bit faster and he just runs like irresponsibly yeah. fast. Um yeah, I think he he's a total idiot. Uh, I'll take this opportunity, bringing up Toda, to transition to my third idiot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a female version of a character we are used to. Um, they are... This is a person I would absolutely not be friends with in real life. I would not be able... I would, like, be mad at them from the moment I met them. But I cannot deny that their shenanigans are very entertaining within the context of the Nintendo Switch game Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. Oh, yeah, baby. I am, of course, talking about Rabbit Peach. Oh, yeah. Yes, totally. She is such a self-obsessed, like, idiot. uh, She's, you know, she's kind of like a bling ring idiot. Like a early 2000s Paris Hilton culture kind of idiot. Not to knock Paris Hilton. Watch the new documentary about her. It's great. But she's like, you know, she like... She should have a reality show about her on E, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, she's like the she's like Paris Hilton without the savvy. Yes. No savviness, no self-awareness. Always checking her phone, always uh, like screwing up everyone else if it like makes her look good. Very yeah. funny, very entertaining. Ooh, I would not like to be around her. Oof. I love uh, I Greg, I love this because I think this is our first modern idiot. Yes. Right? Like I th- I think this is the first idiot who is expressing their idiocy in ways that we see 21st century idiots. Yeah, she is uh she's like a black mirror idiot. Her phone but is I like th- s- so much a part of her, her imagery. Yeah. I'm sure her Instagram feed is popping. Yes, that see that's the that's the part where like uh, I completely agree with you that she's an idiot, but I think compared to some of the other idiots that we've talked about, like Toad or Blanca, where it's like, I don't envy those idiots, but I do envy the lack of self-awareness yes. that like somebody like um, uh, uh, Peach Rabbit can uh, exhibit and just like live in this world where it's like, y- like, I, like I don't want to go all that way, but I would love to be able to dial the, like, yep. uh, myself a little bit more towards that. Where it's like, ooh, I'm not so like self-conscious all the time. Exactly. She's the kind of person who will make no qualms about dressing down a server if her salad isn't right. Right. Oh, my God. She will cut in front of line to get COVID tested. She'll just, 
whatever she wants, she will do anything to get it. And that is, there's a, yeah, I fully agree. I want 10% there's of that. There's something admirable there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it's so interesting to uh, hold her up against the other, um, like, Mario Party, uh, like, rabid clones. I don't know why I said Mario Party. The, the Mario uh, rabid, Luigi rabid, and the Yoshi rabid, that she is so distinctive among those yeah. characters. Um, and so distinct from who Peach is, too. Yeah. Like, it is as though the rest of them, like, saw the character that they were uh, emulating or the character that they were copying and, like, understood something basic about them and, like, that turned them into what they are. But she just saw the blonde hair and the crown and was like, I got it. I know what this is. And, like, it's just way wrong. <laughs> yeah. But at the same... Com- yeah. She has the confidence, though. She's not worried about it. She's just like, whatever. This is just what I, this is what I'm doing. Yeah, and it kind of makes sense that she interpreted. You know, she's a superficial person. She's all about yes. surfaces. Blonde hair, tiara. I've got it. I'm gonna make it work. I'm gonna make it sing, and she does. I want to watch yeah, her reality show. It's true. <laughs> and I never want to go like have sweet green with her because she'll she'll destroy my reputation. Yeah, it'll be, and you'll have a bad time. Yeah, she'll make fun of me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, no thank you. Yeah, you don't need it. I think that um, um, yeah. Princess Rabbit, she would for sure, out of all the characters we've talked about, like, she would win a season of Survivor. Ooh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. She's a schemer. Though, would she be willing to, like, get in the muck and, like, eat bugs and stuff? I See, think I feel she like might as like yeah. a launching pad for her like what she sees as like later stardom. I mean, really, she'd probably go on like The Bachelor. I yeah. think and try to be part of like Bachelor Nation. Go on Bachelor in Paradise. Mm-hmm. Maybe if she's lucky, get like a season of Bachelorette. Like I think I, that's probably more like where she would like try to get in. But I yeah. could see her going on Survivor um, potentially. She would make an. In- incredible closing fire ceremony speech she would be so yes. cruel and i want to see that i see i i think if you think about her on survivor you have to not discount her roots as just being a rabid right because mm. like she's gonna bring that chaotic energy to uh everything that's happening there so like there, there's the like vain uh you know social media princess angle but there's also the rabid yeah. angle, like um, so I think, I think she'll, she'll gobble those bugs up. No problem. That's a really good point. And that it is ultimately kind of what stops her from being a smarter, more self-aware Paris Hilton or Kim Kardashian <laughs> yes. is that rabidness yes. is just chaos. It's just, she can't control it. Right. Uh, Greg, what a great pick. I, I, I love that. I, I'm imagining the like bus ad for her bachelorette season, yes. <laughs> just yes. a black and white picture <laughs> she's back so good (laughs) for my third idiot uh i picked one of my a a friend that came into my life over the course of this last year um uh, one of my neighbors in animal crossing one of my earliest neighbors in animal crossing is a goat named sherb um i encourage (laughs) you to look up sherb because he's adorable um he is the lazy type of, uh, he has the lazy personality type, which a lot of, uh, you could maybe argue that all uh, Animal Crossing uh, neighbors that have the lazy personality are idiots. Um, 
But Sherb like brings this to a new level. He all he wants to do is sleep and talk to bugs. Hell yeah. There, I mean, there, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Sorry. <laughs> there are bugs that live in his house uh, and he doesn't want to disturb them. He talks to them sometimes. Um, and he's just he's such a sweet boy um, that like I, I, I can't really express why I like Sherb as much as I do. Um, but here's an example of, of Sherb's idiocy. At some point, Sherb was maybe the third or fourth uh, animal that moved to my island, right? So he's like, literally, I've had this character in my life every day for the last year. <laughs> um, and uh, at some point, Sarah gave him the, uh, it's called the disguise in Animal Crossing. It's the, the glasses with the fake nose and mustache. Um, just as like a gift, because you can give them gifts. Uh, and Sherb, God love him, he wears the disguise out. He walks around the island with this disguise on his face. And it's like, sure, we all know we all know it's you, buddy. Does he think he's fooling them, or is it just for fun? It's just for fun. He's just, he's just having funs and goofs. Um, so, like, it's, it's not like a, a terminal case of stupidity, but, like, man, if he isn't just, like, the simplest of my neighbors ever in that game. Uh, and he's just so sweet. And, you know, he, he came around first in the you know spring slash summertime and he wears this like snowflake sweater and it's just like sherb you're out of control my man <laughs> that sounds nice though of like the uh yeah. the idiots that we've discussed like uh herb sounds like he's like one that i would want to be friends with sure yeah not herb not herb um yeah no and like sherb i do like talking about him now it like genuinely did feel like i was talking about a friend of mm-hmm. mine um he's very sweet I, and i i absolutely love him i think and uh it was only in doing research for this episode that i realized uh this is sherb's first appearance uh he he is not in previous animal crossing games um and uh like i i feel like he's a he's a home run like he's just a an absolutely wonderful creation um so sweet so dim um and just really really cute you were looking near and far for Nintendo idiots, and the biggest Nintendo idiot was the one right at home. Yeah, it's true. Uh, my next Nintendo idiot is another himbo. Um, I guess I've got to type. It's Detective <laughs> Dick Gumshoe from the Ace Attorney series. Oh, so again, yes. This is a Capcom series, but Nintendo adjacent. Uh, Detective, oh, wonderful pick. <laughs> he's loyal. He's sensitive. He's courageous, but he is also bumbling and incompetent. Like he is a, he's a police detective who is extraordinarily bad at his job, but he is also so like sincere and wants to do good that um, you just can't help but like love him. He's, you really hit it when you said sensitive. The, The moments that really, I love noir stuff. I love like a bumbling detective kind of trope. But he gets like sad in those games, yeah. In a way that truly, it shocks me how uh, deep my like floor of empathy for this weird bumbling character is. He's something special. Yeah, he his like because it, um, it's not just that he's like sensitive, but like his feelings get hurt. Yes, and oh. so it's like so he like uh, so he takes things personally, and it makes him sad. It's and it's 
you know, um, oh my god, what's the main character's name? Phoenix Wright? Yep, yep. Wowie zowie, objection. Phoenix Wright is not exactly, like, the smartest person. He's, like, kind of learning on the job, and so is his partner. So it's kind of like three people of not the best intelligence trying their best, (laughs) hurting each other. It's rife. It's rife for drama. It's great. It really is. It really is. Yeah. Um, That's very sweet. I want to pose a question, and we don't have to consider it if we don't want to. Should we like dumb cops? Sort of like uh, as it relates to a cab and copaganda. Is it, and stuff yeah, like that? is is it too dangerous for for us to for a dumb cop to be out there? I would. Is he going to hurt someone? Is what I'm asking. I don't think he is. Okay. I think if he, yeah, I think about this a lot because I love detective fiction so much. You know, I'd like to think that we as a society, or at least me personally, can draw the line between fiction and real life and that yeah. a character type is different from real life. Um, but I don't know. It's something to really unpack and think about. It's true. It, it might be too big of a question for uh, <laughs> this conversation about Nintendo idiots. I think it's right in line with it. Good, good pick, Mark. Um, I've got one final one, my fourth idiot, if we want to go. Yeah. So, fourth pick, final pick. It's got to be a big pick, right? Yeah, got it. I got to make a big move. I got to make a splash. Maybe my favorite type of entertaining idiot trope. Putting aside, like, would I want to hang out with them? Just pure, it entertains me, is... The very confident idiot, they think they're so smart. They think they're so clever. They are so dumb. And I don't think you have a main Nintendo character who embodies that spirit more than Wario. Wow. Wario is my fourth pick for idiot. He, and you know, he's quote unquote clever. He's crafty. He's got guile, I guess. But he's so greedy. He's so mm. egotistical. He's yes. co- visually, he looks silly. <laughs> uh, you know, he farts and stuff. He's just so entered. He's such a bull in a china shop. He's such a, I've got the best scheme, and it, the scheme is what undoes him. I just have so much fun with him. What an idiot! What a what what a guy. Yeah, one of one of the things that I will never be able to wrap my head around with Wario is that this is a character who likes to eat garlic. Mm -hmm. Fine. Everyone likes garlic. It's delicious. He'll just eat whole bulbs of garlic. It's a weird way to eat garlic. (laughs) Yeah. He's such a man of excess. Like, I feel like, uh, Greg, like, this is such a good pick because you're right that he, he does scheme. And so that might seem like, okay, he's not an idiot. Like, sure, like, he might have a successful game development business. Like he might have like all of these different like things where he does have success, but that doesn't preclude him from being a complete idiot. He's very, the way you phrase like excessive, uh, he's very Dionysian. He's very like, 
Marie, you know, let, let them eat cake, you know, very, <laughs> very uh, playing the fiddle while Rome burns. He's got like yeah. a very big, like egotistical yeah, totally. emperor. Yes, exactly. So he's going to like, uh, yes, he does have success occasionally, but like, you know, he will drive himself to ruin or he yep. will do something that doesn't have success, but he will just like come up with another scheme. Yes. Yeah. Well, and like you, you, you raise, uh, you know, the, the specter of uh, WarioWare Incorporated, his his video game company, um, which is something that only gets by on the strength of the multitude of other characters they invented to support WarioWare games. Right. Wow. Like there are so many of them, and you have got like ambitious, smart. Char- you've got Ashley, this uh, witch, and her. I forget what her like devil companion's name is. Um, there's, uh, the, the, the cheerleader girl, there's, um, uh, uh, nine volt and, or nine, eight, I'm forgetting their names. Um, but the, the little, like the video game kid and like the dog, who's like a mechanic that works with him. There's, there's a huge supporting cast of characters that prop up Wario and are more intelligent than he is. You, you just went very deep on WarioWare lore in a way that is very impressive to me. I didn't pull as many names as I wanted to, and I, I'm actually a little disappointed in myself. I mean, to, when you position it like that, when you put it in that context, he's one of the classic idiot tropes, one of the ones we deal with in everyday life, the dumb boss. Yeah. Everyone has a boss. Yes. is like the figurehead who you're just like, oh my God, you can't believe what Wario wants me to do. How am I going to make this make sense? <laughs> And on top of the, the Dionysus aspect, on top of the scheming get-rich-quick aspects, what a pure, powerful idiot. Yes. To- yes. Uh, it's uh, a, a powerful idiot is... Uh, that, 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 is, that is something else, right? Like, that is uh, like a, a separate thing to fear is he is the idiot who a- a- attains power, right? Who just, like, goes in there and takes it. Uh, I think of uh, when we meet Wario, um, it's because he has taken Mario's castle while Mario is away. <laughs> How did he like, do that? Oh, well, and also, why? Why are you inviting, like, okay, Bowser kidnaps the princess, and it's like, okay, I guess he wants the princess, and what happens then is, like, Mario comes after you, and, like, that's, it's, it's a consequence to his actions. But Wario is basically begging Mario to come and take his stuff back. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Don't challenge Mario. That's Mario. <laughs> He did not do his uh, opposition research. Wario's a good pick. Um, For my fourth Nintendo idiot, I'm selecting a character from Super Mario RPG, Legend of the Seven Stars, a character who truly never knows himself and is blissfully unaware of anything that's going on ever. I'm referring, of course, to Prince Mallow of the Nimbus. Mallow uh, was not raised with, uh, among his people. He was, he was not raised as a prince. He was not raised uh, with the other cloud people. Instead, he is raised by Frog Fucius in the uh, tadpole pond, and he believes himself to be a tadpole. Aww. Believes it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is also sad, but he's what an idiot. Um, he has tadpole friends. He thinks he's a tadpole. Eventually, Frog Fucius tells him, uh, son, you are not uh, a tadpole. I don't know what you are. Um, and it makes Mallow sob. It, I, can't, I, I can't handle this. <laughs> and when Mallow cries because he is a, a cloud prince, 
uh, rain pours from the heavens. Ugh. So Mallow joins your party, Ugh. and you know you're you're uh, tasked with collecting these seven stars to you know exile the the evil from the Mushroom Kingdom, and you eventually happen upon um, his homeland, this the the land of Nimbus, which is populated by cloud people, um, and they everyone is a buzz about the missing prince. The missing Prince Mallow, even using the name, has returned. And Mallow's like, wow, it's interesting that these cloud people have a prince who's been missing who has my same name. Oh, Mallow. <laughs> but he does not know that it's him. And then the villain, the villain like arrives uh, and puts forth this giant bird. He's like a big, he's like a, a, a crow who's got to be like eight feet tall and I don't know, maybe like 600 pounds, like sumo wrestler dimensions except uh, tall, um, and is like, here's your Prince Mallow. And uh, everyone in the kingdom is like, what? Except for Mallow, who's like, oh, it's interesting that he's not a cloud. And then, <laughs> and then you, Mallow follows you into the like, statue room where there are statues of all of uh, Mallow's ancestors like leading back through generations. And he's like, man, it's crazy how much these uh, previous princes and kings of the Nimbus look just like me. Oh, well. And he never puts it together. Someone has to say, you're Prince Mallow for him to <laughs> finally catch on. It's infuriating. That is... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say typical royal inbreeding, right? <laughs> Megan Markleo? Megan Marley? Mar- Megan Marlow? <laughs> Mar- I mean, it is... Like so many of these idiots, it is also like sad, right? Because it's, you know, you believe what you're told about yourself and what you're told about the world, and you just like, accept these things. Uh, and Mallow should have believed in himself. Um, and there's also like the counterbalance part of like he's a magic user in the game, but all of his magic is like weather related. So I'm like, is that a sign of intelligence or is it a sign of just like natural cloud being ability? Hard to say. Um, but yeah, I got I got I got to count him as an idiot. He's a very smartly written idiot to me. Yeah. Uh I feel for some reason I feel okay laughing at his like oh, I wonder who they're talking about because I have this what to me is a very like pathos-laden truly like oh, heartstring wrenching of course he thinks he's a tadpole, and I want to let him be a tadpole. And when he cries, it rains. It's too much. So when I laugh at him, I, I'm laughing. I'm, it almost makes me feel more like I'm laughing with him than at him. Because I, like, get where he's coming from, you know? Yeah, I think that's the thing where, like, Mallow represents, like, the idiot in all of us. Yes. Where it's yes. like, you know, you, you have, like, those friends or whatever... And they don't believe in themselves or they don't. And you're just like, you just want to shake them and just be like, yeah. no, listen to me. You're awesome. And that's, that's yes. like Mallow's problem is you just, somebody just needs yes. to like shake them by the shoulders and just be like, no, you can do whatever you want. You are a cloud prince. Enjoy it. And I, th- I think the other thing that makes it like, okay to laugh at him here is that like, in the end, he does take up his crown and of course you know, ends does. up being, of course, of course he does. Lives a peaceful life being the king of Nimbus. Like, it's, 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 it's good. It, it's good in the end. That's a very touching... I don't know why. Maybe I've been in quarantine too long. You <laughs> describing Brother, I know. The, the arc of, of uh, Prince Malo 
is nearly bringing me to tears. It's wrecked me. <laughs> well, let's see if Mark can pull us out of this spiral. <laughs> well, okay. So my, my my next idiots. It's it's a collective of idiots, and um, the they are idiots in the way that like, um, you're watching a horror movie and characters are making bad decisions and you just want to like take yeah. them out of it because it's like, what are you doing? Like, what are you, you are not thinking this through. And so my idiots, my final idiots are Pikmin, just the Pikmin creatures yeah. because yeah. they come like uh, Olimar lands on their planet and for whatever reason, it's not explained to us, maybe they think that Olimar is like one of them or whatever, but they just start listening and following Olimar. And they are doing whatever he asks. They're <laughs> dying. They are killing themselves to, in order to complete his tasks. And all, he's, all they're doing is helping him rebuild or capture like, the parts for his spaceship so he can leave. He's out of there. He's not like there to help the Pikmin. He's not doing anything for the Pikmin. He is using them, and then he is gone. And you just, it just drives you crazy. You're like, have some self-respect, Pikmin. Like, think for yourselves. L take a look at what's going on around you and realize that this is a negative situation. Olimar is not there to help you. He is not your friend. He's self-serving. Snap out of it, guys. Um, I hate to steer us back into this, but... This is the way that the Pikmin reproduce, is that Olimar creates new Pikmin by bringing fruit, by having them fetch fruit and bring it back to uh, their pods, and then he grows more Pikmin. But you think they don't do that on their own? Like, do they, do they need Olimar's help, help? I don't know. I mean, this is a great question. Like, are Pikmin just, like, waiting dormant for a tiny little man to land on their planet? To help them reproduce. It kind of reminds me of like a Jane Goodall situation. Where it's like, I want to believe that like Olimar is mm -hmm. there not to intervene unless absolutely necessary, right? But I've never really like, Mark, you've really kind of sparsely laid out the sort of colonialism, exploitation of labor, yeah. Problem yeah. problematics inherent in the Pikmin narrative. And I'm never going to look at it the same way. Well, I don't mean to ruin it for you. Because, again, it's like, it's not the Pikmin's fault. No, it's right? not. So, like, so it's not their fault. But you're, but from, right. like, a broader, when you're, like, looking, because it's like, yeah, okay, like, trust Olimar or whatever. But when you're, like, looking at it as an outside observer, that's why it's, like, the horror movie to me. Or as an outside observer, you're like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, why are you making that decision? Even though I can't say that if I was in the same situation, I would be smarter about it. Yeah, it's, you know, human beings already kind of have difficulties with falling into mob mentality, kind of, yeah, oh, they're totally. doing it, uh, I'll do it too. I, I would imagine Pikmin are even more kind of that primally motivated. Yeah, and it, it, it's like a frustrating naivety, right? Like mm. that they just don't seem to have, and it's so hard like measuring them up against, and I wish I knew what the, the name of Olimar's species is, because uh, you don't play as Olimar in Pikmin 3 until like way later in the game. But the first three that land there are, you know, they are spacefaring creatures, right? Like they, they have a spaceship, they fly there because they're looking for fruit to bring, bring back to their planet, right? Like 
they are a technologically superior species and they land in this place and it's just like that they don't stand a chance <laughs> yeah it's sad it's poor pikmin poor poor pikmin we've got to liberate them i think yeah i think that's uh, pikmin 4 has got to be pikmin revolution i think i think it i think so um i have one final idiot if if we've uh if we've had all, all of our idiots otherwise uh, I could throw in a runner-up quick idiot if we want. Yeah, please. Uh, I considered him. Ultimately, I felt a little bad about it because I don't think it's necessarily his fault. But in the recent video game, Paper Mario, the Origami King, the Babam you meet named Bobby, he's suffering from amnesia, straight up. Oh. <sighs> I shouldn't find him such a funny idiot as I do, but he's so funny. He's so enthusiastic. He so wants to help and gets distracted and is very flighty. And his arc, like, again, kind of a uh, Malo situation, really kind of, like, touched me in a way I wasn't prepared for. Big ups to Bobby, you beautiful dummy. I love you. Ooh, that, uh, that's, a, that's a really good one. Um, also, uh, ends a little less happy than, uh, Prince Mallow. True. I, I have one from Origami King as well that I throw out there that I, like, considered because she drove me crazy. Then I was like, no, this literally is a child. I cannot put it as an idiot. It's Olivia from Your Companion from Origami King. And it's like trying to wrangle a two-year-old, like, she's always touching stuff and, like, making things worse but she's so like innocent and she's new to the world that like you can't really blame her um so not like a true idiot just unlearned yeah she yes she's very endearing even as you're like god i need i need a little space from you (laughs) (laughs) i need 10 minutes of adult time you know (laughs) and just hand her your ipad Mm mm-hmm Watch Peppa Pig, I don't know. For my final idiot, um, this is an idiot that I do, I hold, I, this is an idiot that I hold ill will for, definitely. <laughs> it is an, an idiot who is doing something recklessly and has, uh, you know, is part of a systematic problem in healthcare in the United States. I'm referring, of course, to Dr. Mario, wow. who all he does is prescribe pills. All he does is prescribe pills. Doesn't matter what you come in with. Fever, chills, it's going to be the same like four or five pills over and over again. And it's irresponsible. And it's really frightening when you think of uh, how much it's expanded. Like Super Mario World is there are legions of doctors and more being added all the time who are, yeah, Dr. Mario World and all being added all the time who are on the same course. All they are doing are prescribing pills. And the yeah. worst part about it is, you know, sometimes you do need medication for things. The way to succeed at Dr. Mario, I believe, is to line them up so they disappear. Yeah. So not only is he over-prescribing pills to everyone, the moment you want them, they're gone. And he finds that to be a victory? It's, I mean, it's, it's nonsense. You ever get to the end of a Dr. Mario level where like you've been at it for a long time and there's just like one little blue virus left and you keep getting pills that aren't the right one and you're just like 
throwing empty pills into this or pills into this bottle that are going to do nothing. Like I just, it doesn't seem it's, it's the Mario approach, which I like and is fun, but to medicine. Mm. And it's just, it's just not right. It's just not responsible. And I wish he wouldn't do it. A, A, I wish he wouldn't do it. B, I wish he wouldn't inspire so many other idiots to be doctors. It's bad. You know, in some ways, Mario might be a classic himbo slash idiot himself. You've brought up, like, the kind of, like, Mario has a certain white male confidence of, like, Absolutely. oh, I can do anything. What is this, golf, golf club? Race car driving? It. Yeah, I got it. I'll be I a doctor. I can play tennis. Yeah, I can play tennis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll fake it. I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Um... I mean, I, I have a little bit of a hard time like talking smack about Mario in general, just because I love him so much. Oh, I love the guy. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think you're probably right. Well, Idiot. Greg, going to your like uh, triangle of himboism. So, yeah. like, kind. Yes. Um, I guess stupid, arguably, like muscly, beefy. Like, I feel like that is yeah. like uh, that. He may- lacks beefiness, maybe not, yeah. and he's not hot. He's cute, but he's not hot. I mean, tell that to the shirtless Mario in Super Mario Odyssey when you can see his little nips. You find that hot? That doesn't do anything for me. His little nips don't do don't do a thing. I guess you're right. It's 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 cute, obviously, but it's not hot. Now, when Waluigi like does a little (laughs) spinny dance or holds a rose, I'm like, oh my, oh oh. You are bad for me, and I'm gonna. We're gonna have quite the weekend together, you and I. Guys, I think we came up with a great <laughs> list of Nintendo idiots. You don't want to keep talking about that. <laughs> no, because I'm afraid of where it might take us, Greg. <laughs> um, Greg, thank you so much for joining us Thanks for this for episode. Me. What a joy. Um, is there anything that you would like to plug? You can follow me. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Smith L. Greg. It's also my website, www.smithlgreg.com. Uh, and I'll say podcast-wise, there's a very lovely podcast called A Million Musicals, where these enterprising musical theater folks are undertaking the, dare I say, idiotic goal of making one million musicals. And I recently Wonderful. did some orchestrations on a sea shanty-themed musical called The Good Ship and Tiffany, which is out right now. It was very fun to arrange sea shanty kind of instruments. Listen to that. Have a blast. Oh, that's great, Greg. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Um, also, uh, I saw that you're, you're doing some uh, Twitch streaming now, too. I am. Yeah. I, I've got my boys. We're called The Treats. We stream. Right now, we're streaming a lot of Rocket League and being very silly and dumb with each other. I'd say we're all some idiots. Uh, no regular schedule yet, but follow me on the socials. I'll keep you posted. Very good. All right. uh, Let's close out this segment here. That is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, you can share it on Facebook or Twitter, wherever you share stuff like that. It helps us out tremendously. When you do, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. And the show is at Nincart Society. And then we also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Again, our guest, the wonderful Greg Smith. 
Check him out all those places. Thank you so much, Greg, for being on. This has been so much fun. Thank you for having me. Such such a treat. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apebetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying you can be a truck if you want to. And thanks for listening. Rachel, do you like Disney movies? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen all of them? Yeah, we saw all the Disney animated movies. And we saw all the Pixar animated movies, too. How about the DCOMs? What? What? The Disney Channel original movies. You should listen to our podcast, Inside the Disney Vault, because we are watching all of them in chronological order. Yeah, and we do fun segments like we cast each other. That's right, and my favorite segment, Zaddy Watch, where we rank every single DCOM daddy. Ooh, you can listen to all this fun stuff on our podcast, Inside the Disney Vault on Campfire Media, wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, guys, let's get back in the vault. It's cold out here. Campfire.